I'm Ben. I'm joined by Alex. Yeah. I'm joined by Adam. Hello. And actually, uh, because Ben missed it, hi guys. You can you, edit. You always start with hi guys. Welcome to Tanked Up. And this time you just said welcome to Tanked Up, and it wigged me out. <laughs> a slightly different intro it just freaked you completely out. Yeah. That's good. I like to keep people on their toes, only very slightly. Yeah. So this week we're we chat about some games. We're drinking some beers, and as you probably noticed, we've already started drinking yeah, beers. We what, have. What have we started drinking? A beer, uh, Thornbridge Colorado Red, which Ooh. is a collaboration between Thornbridge and some Col- Colorado Coloradian. Uh, Odell, I think Odell. Said. Odell Brewery. Have you heard of Odell Brewery? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just that one time I dated a girl who couldn't pronounce my name. <laughs> oh, right. um, this is a nice beer. It's yeah. been going down very easily. It says it's an English... Like that girl I knew. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> was she a nice beer? Was she... Yeah. Nice... Um, it's called an English hopped ale. Mm. Um, all beer has hops in it, so that's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it well, but what the, hopped what might not mean the presence of some hops. It, what does it mean then? It that could it mean the presence of lots here. of hops. <laughs> there might be a oh. hop threshold that allows hopped to be a qualifier. No. <laughs> Just no. And my counter argument is no. That's, okay. not, that's not. I reject, I rebut that claim. So. <laughs> That's fair. What are you drinking this week, Adol? I uh, just finished my coffee. Uh, so now um, I'm in Saskatoon right now, so I don't have uh, the beers I had lined up for the next few episodes. They're sitting in the basement of my house in Halifax. So now I found in my brother-in-law's fridge, Okanagan Springs 1516 Lager. American nice. Lager. Does it say American Lager? What? <laughs> a very tiny word above lager. It says Bavarian. Oh, Bavarian. Uh, you can see why I thought it said American. Because <laughs> it, they both end in Ian. Possibly. Um, exactly. Okanagan Springs is a BC brewery. Um, I have had this before, but uh, not for all. Actually, I don't think I've had a 1516 since I lived in Canada before I lived in Europe. So <laughs> Nice. Revisiting. Mm. So, um, is there any news anyone wants to bring up? News? Oh, I remember news. something I was going to bring up. Ooh. Last week, we talked about Fallout 4 beer. Mm. Guess what giant brewery produces Fallout 4 beer? Coors. Carlsberg. Oh, Carlsberg. <laughs> Lame. And lots of people have been drinking it and saying... Tastes like Carlsberg. I would say it tastes like the beer you would deal with in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Slightly less irradiated, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yes, so that was quite disappointing. 
after the joyous news that um, Black Hops is being created by some small Australian, Australian craft beer company. Yeah. yeah. For this fallout beer just to be made by Colesburg. So they just, they're just, fuck, it's not like a craft beer thing, it's just beer. For Pretty, the yeah. mindless yeah. consumer, the zombies of the beer market who just mindlessly consume well, tasteless beer. That's like not brands. that surprising, given that it's a novelty beer. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I suppose they wanted it to be a, a, an advertisement. Yeah, it's a, it's piece, a adver- and they want someone with as much reach as possible. I guess. Yeah. Unlike so, the Black Hops, mm. which has a very small reach. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think I mistakenly said last week that it was only available in the States. No, you said uh, Australia. I don't. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, the Fallout 4 oh, there is only gotcha. available in the States, but it is available over here. I think you, you have to buy a, a case of 12 bottles through Amazon. That's the only place That's I've seen it listed so two far. Two evil companies who come together <laughs> to sell us a beer we don't want. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Great news, news item. We'll there. start on something joyful. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Any any news from over stateside, over yonder? Over, um, on this side of the pond? Um, mm. I didn't buy Fallout. I didn't buy Black Hops. But I did pre-order at a 37% discount, thanks to Green Man Gaming, um, Battlefront, because I'm pretty stoked about that. And that is pretty awesome. much my gaming budget for the next couple months. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I can't remember Although I pre-ordered it before I weeks. came to, here to Saskatoon, and I don't think my MacBook Air can run it, so joke's on me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to travel all the way back to then somehow pick up your PC and drag it across the country. Well, it's actually not big. It's a smaller form factor case, and I could plug it straight into my brother-in-law's really pimp 3D projector. That's right. It projects in 3D. Nice. Interesting. With like magic uh, glasses that aren't connected, like actually wireless and not uncomfortable. Not so, like three D, like up, down, uh, up, across, and like through time, like normal no. TV. But three D, like, like shit, fake third dimension. Because like you know, film has like oh yeah, yeah, and the horizontal axis, and it goes on for an hour or whatever. That's three dimensions. That, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so. All film is three-dimensional depth. already. Like a picture is two-dimensional. Yeah. A, a, a depth-making projector. But a what's fake depth-illusion-making. But so when I was fiddling with the <laughs> Oculus, which I didn't bring, I got one of the third-party softwares that um, it's called TriDef, and it, um, it um, outputs to your, to your display a 3D picture based on the Direct3D engine. And you can like change the field of view and stuff and change the depth. But it's a way of getting um, 3D displays without having the magic special drivers and stuff. So I plugged mm. my la- the MacBook Air into the projector, well, the receiver, and I used TriDef, and I played Assassin's Creed 1 in 3D. Nice. On a 109-inch wall. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty bloody <laughs> hell. Yeah, it was really cool. Nice. nice. Even the menu had 3D, like, because... The like the moving pixely patterns of the menu are three D items, and they mm, technically mm. were rendered behind the menu, so they like were popping in weird ways. So I was like, "Huh, this works really well." So it just picks up the layers that things are um, 
rendered in and makes it 3D from that. Yeah, and so you can you hit your unfortunately because I don't have a full keyboard. It has shortcuts on the numpad to like adjusting, so you can widen mm. your field of view. You can because it's all on the fly. Like it's interpreting the 3D that the engine's putting out and saying, okay, I'm gonna display it this way. So you can like adjust the depth because it might be different depending on the game. So you can sort of sit there and when you first start a game and tweak it and make it look good, save it as a profile, and then it'll every time you run the game it'll do that. Which is what I was doing with the Oculus when I was playing Fear yeah. One on with the Oculus, which was amazing. I was using TriDef. It basically sits in between the display driver and the game. Mm-hmm. And it re-injects things. Nice. Yeah, it's it works really well. Um, but <clears throat> I I never thought about using it for you know good old fashioned three D. Mm, mm. I know that they they dabbled a PlayStation um, dabbled with three uh, D for a little while. I think it was uh, Killzone three, perhaps. Well, they also um, Killzone three was also the one that had move capabilities. Yes. Yeah. Um but so uh the re-release of Shadow of the Colossus and Ico mm-hmm. um I brought here cuz I had hadn't played it yet. I'm like, "Oh, he has a PlayStation 3." And it turns out it's 3D capable. Like All right. So I'm going to try that soonish. Mm. Um cuz then it, everything is like native, <laughs> not hacked together. It's literally a 3D game on the PlayStation Outputting yeah. to a 3D display, so I'm really curious of, uh, how the Colossi will look. Mm. Oh, you know, with the moving around thing. on them, like it could yeah. either be really good or just kind of annoying. Mm. Mm. It'll be interesting to see the difference between a, a native 3D game and something that's running through a mod mm. to see exactly how that, that works, really, and, and how different it is, how uh, how headachey it makes yeah. it. Because I I don't really like 3D cinema, and I've never 3D gamed outside of the Oculus, mm. which you know is more about the head tracking to me than like. Well, no, the depth is pretty cool too. But. Cool, cool. Yeah. So before we go any further, we should open another beer. Yeah. Mm. While you guys <clears> open <throat> you and pour your beer, I will tell you how awful 1516 Lager is. Oh really? Yeah, it's not the best. It's um. It tastes like a more coppery, but then watered-down generic lager. Oh. Yeah, that sounds poor. That's yeah. Really good. I knew that going into this, but it was either this or Sapporo. Yeah, I suppose you made Oh, uh... no, there's also Coors Light in the basement for some reason. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> My brother-in-law doesn't really drink beer, so I'm assuming... He has a friend or something who comes over sometimes or <laughs> came over once with like a 12 pack. And... Yeah. A more. So we are drinking a Wiper and True White Cloud IPA. Which we had at the Beer Emporium, but Ben was too drunk to remember having it. Yes. So <laughs> this, is, it this is the beer that um, in the, the episode that we described. Um, all of the notes that we took on the beers. Ah, this yes. is the beer that was the uh, the Blair Cameron beer. Oh, it? That, that just said something absurd like Blair Cameron next to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't bring the notepad. Fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. It's on your table next door. It is. Yeah, I could go and get it, but I'm not going to. Um, and I like I don't remember anything about this beer at all from when we drank it. It's uh, it, it does look cloudy. Yeah, see? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cloudy. Sort of an orangey copper, clearly unfiltered. Quite heady for a, for a wiper and true. Yeah. Mm. Also, I'm, you should be able to hear the jealousy dripping on my voice as I drink <laughs> at two forty-five a crappy lager for the sake of it. Yeah, well, this is this is certainly better than the crappy lager that you're drinking. It's, I don't know, it's quite nutty, nutty, mm. nutty. I don't, I'm not sure whether that's, that's just because it'd be the, the combination of um, a very small amount of the Colorado Red sat in there. Mm. The remains of that sat in the glass, but it wouldn't have mixed with it a huge amount. But no, yeah, I'm getting sort of a nutty sort of. Yeah, maybe flavor. actually. Now you're saying, I think it's just because you're saying nutty. That's all you can think of. Yeah, hazelnuts. <laughs> Brazil. Does it, nuts. Does it taste like Nutella? <laughs> yeah, now I'm getting <laughs> Nutella. Yeah, that's right. Right, let's actually talk about a game. What? I know. Let's do what we've come to do. <laughs> okay. Who would like to begin? Super Hexagon. Anyone? I, I, I actually I haven't play played it the other day. Although I I noticed that uh, it has Steam controller support, or oh, like it? it has controller support apparently. Because mm. um, I was looking, I I went in big picture mode and did the filter, and I was like, because I Assassin's Creed One, which has built-in Xbox controller support, like all the directions have the right button colors and everything, shows up on Steam as not having controller support, but Super Hexagon does. <laughs> You should play Super Hexagon on the Oculus. Just I, yeah. It would be better. <laughs> so you just fall into like some kind of awful fit on the floor. Just... It would be great. I think that so, might be sensory overload. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I jumped back on it the other day just for um, something to right. do for five minutes. Um, and, and played a couple of games on the um, the... the Easiest setting, which I still think is called hard, isn't yep. it? Yep. And then there's another few settings after that. So I played I played the game on the hardest setting <laughs> available to me because I think there's an, a locked setting. Right. There's that. hard, hardest, hard, harder, hardest, and then two unlockable ones. There's two, is there? I think so, yeah. So I played it on hardest, and I think my current record is about five and a half seconds. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was after a lot of... Uh, a lot of restarts. Now, I could do this. Thing, <laughs> keyboard or mouse? Uh, that was keyboard. You got to try it with the mouse. I'm telling yeah, you, I, you'll double I, your time. I tried it with the mouse on um, the easier setting, and I'm not sure whether it, I didn't give it enough time to um, get used to. Yeah, to get used to it, but I I, I couldn't really pick it up as well. Uh, I'm not sure uh, on hardest. The, the keys seem amazingly sensitive. It, it, it almost seems like your movement speed has been increased, not just the, the, the walls coming towards you have increased in speed, but your movement mm. speed's increased as well, so it makes the margin for error really small. Um, and I'm not sure whether that's it, whether it is actually that or it's just the walls coming in quicker make it, yeah. you know, you perceive it that way. Did you, um, did you go back to the hard mode? So no. Easy? No, I played it on hardest and then thought, no, because like five seconds on hardest will change, will change your, everything is super slow on, on hard. It's Mm. really interesting how your perception is completely changed, have being exposed to the ridiculous speed 
of hard, even if you do well, just like your brain is working, is used to working at that harder speed. And then you yeah. go back to the lower one. You're like, oh, this is really easy. By really easy, I mean marginally easier. <laughs> but Really easy in comparison to the hardest. Mode. In, Not no, really easy in comparison. Really easy in comparison no, no, really easy in comparison to doing the same level before you did hardest, yeah, which is okay, why it's yeah. neat. Because uh, it somehow changed the way you think and react to the game by doing it on a faster pace. So I think I want to play um, Super Hexagon, but like with a Guitar Hero guitar as the controller. Just, just <laughs> I think that would make it better somehow. I'd be rocking out. Now, would it be like left is one of the fret keys and right is like strumming, or would it just be fret, 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 fret? Um. I don't know. I think there's like a in uh, Guitar Hero. There's like a when you get a, when you get all of the power ups or something, and then you can go into like oh yeah, uh, you know when you like tilt the neck mode or something. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think tilting the neck would be one direction, and strumming would be the oh, other. They, they You'd have to be, <laughs> be back No, yeah. it should be like um like the six axis. Like you have to actually shift the controller like a steering wheel left and right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really interesting. Or like with one of those like sensors that like reacts to your body moving, so you have to like run onto the left hand side of the room to go left and oh, run to the right. <laughs> to Super right. hexagon on the connect. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it'd be interesting to do it on um, one of the VR machines and just do it through eye movement. So you move <laughs> your eyes left and you will start rotating around to the left. So you're constantly just yeah, flicking your eyes. I think back. you might vomit. What was going on? In the game, mm-hmm. but then if it's here, if it's mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, it, it, on a headset I, right I, on your face, I guess it would be much easier to do with current technologies to do with the head tracking, just like, yeah, putting yeah. your head towards your left shoulder than your right shoulder. Mm. Although yeah, for, for you would probably spray live video stream. Thanks for the description of. That. <laughs> um, I'm a professional here, and by that I mean a complete amateur. Although, given the, the pacing of Super Hexagon, I think you would end up spraining your neck or dislocating your vertebrae or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, so we've managed to talk quite a bit about Super Hexagon yet again. <laughs> yes. Um, has, Alex, did you actually play another game um, no. in the past couple weeks? Nope. Except for Brewery Hero? <laughs> Brewery Loser, yeah. Um, <laughs> I played... Um, forklift challenge oh yeah how, how is forklifting it's forklifting is okay but um going on the grabber which is a separate thing which is where you're stacking casks up is horrible it's like um it's uh i, I kind of just sort of it's like a big fork thing but with like uh like a clasping tool yeah like seven uh things that like like I, I clamp. It's difficult to describe, but like can clamp around. Like Is it like interlocking cups. fingers kind of thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Like a grab machine. Yeah. Fair. Hence why it's called the grabber. Yeah. But um, but it's. I'm assuming it's not uh, vertical. It's horizontal. There is there is a vertical part of it. Yeah, because it like clamps down from the top and from the sides, and oh, these wow. things go in from the bottom as well. So you can pick up like six Humans. casks, but four high. Oh, so crazy! Bigger, like a massive stack, and then you stack them, and it'll lift it up to the height of four casks. So you can, it's but it's fine. There wouldn't be anything wrong with doing that, apart from the fact that you're in the in the storeroom where it's got like 
uh, like aisles that are made with the walls are made of like stacks of casks that just go up and up and up towards the ceiling and you have to drive down these tiny little aisles where really any wrong move could send you know hundreds of casks filled with beer, metal casks filled with beer tumbling down towards you where you just get crushed horribly it would be, there's no chance of surviving in that situation do you so um have horrible. to wear a helmet or anything there is no hel- there isn't a helmet in the building no yeah. Ailes owns a helmet yeah. So, <laughs> and, and yet everyone in the safety videos when we got trained was wearing a helmet in fact wearing a helmet was part of the safety but we don't own any helmets is there a, is there a, a quick money. is there a quick restart button on this <laughs> yeah, no, no task you d- yeah and there is a side to side button on the grabber and it's right next to another button that you have to use all the time and if you hit it by accident it just jerks oh, what you can either side it's fucking terrifying really it's really quite horrible that's so, yeah, like a fun like game. Quite a lot worse since <laughs> I learned how to do uh, you, forklifting and. Are grabbing. you um, doing more grabbing and forklifting than um, shoveling these days? Then. Yeah, I, it's true. Actually, I haven't shoveled anything for quite a while. But yeah, I don't know. On like, stage you can't, two. Yeah, you can't die shoveling easily. Anyway, I could easily die when mm. grabbing. But but that's why you <laughs> got trained, right? Yeah, that's why yeah, trained is a is a word. It's not necessarily the right word. We got trained. We didn't get trained on the grab. We got trained on the forklift. Shown maybe. Uh... Shown. Yeah, somehow the the man training us was an absurd caricature of a human being <laughs> who was um, just bizarrely more interested in playing some kind of farming game on his on his mobile whilst we were supposed to be navigating our way through this like chicane thing. I actually that's took amazing. a photo of him from behind. Uh, with my friend Toby going around the chicane um, in the forklift and the trainer just sat there playing the game on his phone and I took the picture from behind his back, put it on Facebook as well, shaming him publicly for mm. his Excellent. poor... Uh, yeah, and it was, it's difficult to describe how absurd it was. So he told us a joke, which was like... he. He he was just he was just weird. I had to listen to like his um, conspiracy theories about what happened to that plane that crashed in the into the like Indian Ocean or whatever, the right. Malaysian Airlines yeah. whatever. And I had to have this big argument with him about how he he said something like the next time you see that plane, it's going to be flying into a building packed with explosives. And and I was like, why do you think that? And he was like, well, they wanted to get a plane, didn't they? They needed to get one, so they faked the whole thing. I was like, who did? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just made it some, disappear. Like, yeah, I was like, you've just fitted some facts that we don't really know very much about to a story that you've made up. Like, yep. what If there was some cartel of people who wanted to conspire to crash a plane into a building, they'd buy a plane, for fuck's yeah. sake. Was, or they'd hijack a plane. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. and then, but, like if they had the ability to hijack a plane so they could make it disappear, they could just <laughs> hijack a plane and make That's it right. appear in a building. That's they right. wouldn't like hide it for two years. Yeah, escape the world's media well, and hundreds of countries all searching for it desperately. But then we're going to buy a plane. That would be stupid. What this, what this shows us is that farming simulator games are dangerous. Yes, definitely. Don't play. I was going to say, I enjoy how you brought it back on topic. <laughs> yes, people thought it was um, a full-on, complete tangent. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I'm proficient at forklift challenge, mm. hard level, and grabber hardest. Ooh. Have you had a, Have you had a chance to play any more Soma at all? No, no. 
I haven't had a chance to do anything. I, I just work and sleep. Um, and then <laughs> walk the dog. Walk the dog and some washing up and stuff, and then that's it. It's my life. Mm. Occasionally, I do this. Fair. So <laughs> that's fun, isn't it? It's just, so what, yeah. you, you can imagine the games that we played in your head and think, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's well, your gaming. I'm just, your discussion I'm of Soma made me... Saying things, I'm sleeping. I'm just using this time for sleeping. <laughs> um, your discussion of Soma made me really curious about it. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. From what I remember. Uh, I have just seen it's, uh, it's currently on sale on Steam. I think um, only a small amount of 15% off or something like that. I think that, at the that, those are the bullshit Steam sales. Yeah, yeah, the very small decrease. They're like something on your wish list is for sale, and you look at your wish list and it's like, oh, it's basically the same price. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I keep getting that at the moment because I've trawled through Steam looking for cool games that I want to put on my wish list. So when the next sales, yeah, hit, sort of go and pick up a load of games and start my uh, wish stack up a backlog. My wish list is two hundred and forty three games. <laughs> it's basically like, what I do is it's like. I hear about a game, it sounds something novel or, or whatever, and I, I just bookmark it or like wishlist it. And then half the time, it's like, they're like, game on your wishlist is, is on sale. And I look at it, I'm like, why the hell did I want this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been playing, he says, with the most natural segue, interrupted by a weird narration possible. Um, a Heavenly Sword. I brought that Ooh. over here too, um, and that's that's a game. It is. It is. It's uh, one of the PlayStation Three launch games. That's right. I'm going back to the vault. Nice. Which is a Fallout reference it is. that I didn't realize <laughs> until just now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had it for a couple of years. Like I, I've had it. I bought it right before I left my PlayStation in storage. Like mm-hmm. Used from. Uh, EB Games, which is like GameStop for Canada, um, and never played it. I believe. Yep, that is correct. Look at you. I know. Tell me. There's no EB no, Games, and yeah. you guys have game. We do. We used to have electronics boutique years and years ago, but it was bought by Game, I believe. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And Game went bankrupt for a bit, and now they're not bankrupt anymore. Um, so they went bankrupt. They then bought. Um, did they buy like, Game Station and then go bankrupt? And then they closed a load of stores. Someone else possibly came in into a high CEO or, or director esque position and maybe turned it around. Hmm. Maybe haven't. I don't really know. They're still there. They're clinging on, it seems. They are still yeah. there. Yeah. They seem I... to have fucked up everybody's Fallout 4 deliveries. Oh, really? Yes, there's lots of outrage on the internet at the moment because lots of people haven't had Fallout 4. It meant, meant to have come out today. Lots of people wanted it delivered today. And oh, like in the mail? The, like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, who the fuck buys physical games? What's wrong with you people? Well, they, they've, um, they've messed up a lot of the oh, uh, right. um, Boy editions as well. The special edition where you get this large uh, wrist device. Um, which is it mimics the wrist device you have within the game. Uh, I don't know what functionality it has, other than to look like you something crap. from the game. You know, I think you can play maybe a little eight-bit game upon it or something like that. Um, but yeah, lots of people have, have tried to purchase this and they've just not received it. Oh well, that's shitty. Right. That's anyway. what you get for buying some stupid <clears throat> edition because 
you have too much free uh, income. Exactly, yeah. Stop having too much money. Yeah. Yeah. Back Use your money to buy some other game, not the stupid edition. Not this of... game, a different game. Yeah, or like the season pass for Fallout Four is like the price of a regular game. Mm. It's like a fi- season passes are a thing that are like fifty dollars now. Yeah, the game is although thanks to the Canadian dollar really being shit for over a year because oil prices. Um, uh, what it used to be like fifty nine ninety nine for a brand new AAA title, it's now seventy nine ninety nine. Wow! And the season passes are forty nine ninety nine, and it's like okay. So you want me to spend most of the price of a next-gen console on one game and it's DLC? That's insane. No. How about you fuck the hell right off? Mm. Oh, wait, I have a PC. Oh, wait, it's in Halifax. Oh, wait, I have a PS3. <laughs> oh, wait, it's not mine. Also, it's old-gen. Damn it. <laughs> um, At least yeah, you so, have time. I, you know. Oh, I've got lots of time these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a console in no time. So. Mm. You have a console with, with like, four... You guys kept saying Megs. It was driving me absolutely batty when I listened to last week's episode. What? None of your consoles have 16 megs of data. That's, like, (laughs) a saved game. You had 16 gigs of data. Actually, I think you had four. I think you have a four-gig model. Yeah, did I say Meg? Yeah, you both said Meg at some point. Well, we did it specially to annoy you, and it worked. Uh, yeah. So, and we um, were pit- well, I was pissed at least. So yeah. yeah, I don't even remember saying Meg. No. I don't feel like I've never said the phrase Meg before. Meg. Before this evening, Meg. <laughs> now I'm saying it sounds weird. Meg. <laughs> like M E G, Meg. Meg. Yeah. Why, like Meg why that vowel as well? Why not Mug or Mag? Or... Are, you, are you really questioning why Megabyte is Meg? Oh, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. That's like, like, I'll, I'll like, concede let's, that let's, one. Let's, let's, you win this one. <laughs> Heavenly Sword on the PlayStation. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can tell it's a launch title because the loading takes for fucking ever. Between stages, like, you die in a boss battle, and then you wait a minute and a half for it, the same boss battle scene to restart, where nowadays it's all cached or whatever, so it's like sub-five seconds to reload yeah. the same set piece. Also, it literally like it tracks your progress and it, it there's 143 segments to the game and it's like this save file you you are on 11. I'm like wow you you are literally just telling me how much of the game is left that it's something that I've never seen before or since. Like it's, it's, a lot of game have completion percentages but that doesn't always sorry. relate a lot of game has. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck there a, you, there grammar a, beliefs. There was a silent S on the end of that one. A silent <laughs> yeah. S. A um, lot of games completion, have yeah. completion percentages, but that always relates to additional yeah, uh, missions or collectibles or yeah. things like that. It doesn't there are some really... games that you can like finish in 40%. And yeah. some games you can't finish until after 75 So it's sort of this... There's a bunch of content left, or there's not a bunch of content left, but I have no idea how much of the plot is left. It's this nice ambiguity. Here it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm a tenth of the way through the game. Mm. Well, I seem to remember the game being good in in terms of gameplay. Yeah, it's it's actually it, the it's um, I mean, it's a God of War clone. Um, yeah. 
you have two attack buttons, a special, like, of your PlayStation buttons. You've got triangle and square, which are attack. They do combos. But if you hold down uh, L1, you do quicker versions of them with your sword on chains. And if you hold down R1, then you do slow, heavy heavy attacks. So it's heavy, medium, uh, light. But the range is different. The speed is different. But if someone's attacking you with a heavy and you hold down heavy, you'll block it. If you don't, you don't. But it really allows you to just sort of button mash and just randomly hit the shoulder buttons. And then you'll chain combos and do <laughs> fancy looking things. Um, but the boss battle, so you can button mash your way through a lot but the first real boss battle was some vaguely effeminate guy with wings and it was actually kind of tough well, the first time i did it because i didn't have to really pay attention to what i was doing up until that point in the game mm. i could just sort of be like uh, I'm, I'm gonna hit the attack buttons and then i'm gonna just randomly hit a shoulder or two or oh that guy's got a light attack so i'll, I'll chain him and you know very media uh, rudimentary stuff and then this guy just owned the shit out of me for like half an hour straight, so three goes, um, because it took forever to load. <laughs> but I yeah. seem to remember a, a very difficult, uh, having a similar experience and experiencing uh, one of the later bosses, um, which is um, a, a woman who has snake-like abilities, and she's very quick and stuff, and that was, was very difficult. And again, you'd sort of gone very easily through just uh, the normal... Um, enemies that you fight and suddenly got up to this boss battle and you had to employ the attacks that you'd learn and, and actually use a little bit of skill to get past it whereas it didn't really ask that of you throughout the, you know, the majority of the game which I thought was a little odd. Like, like the boss in Hotline Miami. Then you remember there's one bit where you have to fight a boss guy in Hotline Miami? Yeah. yeah. So the guy at the you computer remember? terminal. Yeah. I, I don't blue know. room, yeah, yeah, blue yeah. room. We kept fucking me up for ages. That guy. It was like everyone else is quite easy to kill. Yeah, it's you had to sort like of change your entire play style mm. for that one encounter, and then that new play style wouldn't really help you subsequently. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, de- I definitely find that with with Heavenly Sword. It's sort of it was very. It's nice that I have to sort of play a little smarter, but then doesn't like it doesn't flow yeah yeah like and now you will be doing this type of thing um also it shows its age in that um there's not a lot of health pickups in the boss battles there's two in the first boss battle and like you die and you have to reset and i'm like oh i remember when games you know had actual punitive measures for sucking (laughs) like nowadays there's sort of like you just run away from the guy for long enough because your he- your health will regenerate, and then you mm-hmm. you know you can just you you will eventually kill the boss. It'll just take a half hour instead of the five minutes because you're running in circles. But now it's like no, you died. Now you have to wait for that interminable fucking loading screen and then start back fresh again. Yeah, and I I, I kind of miss that. I miss tough games. I I miss no. I miss. So, so in modern games, still have toughness, but I miss the, um, no, you have to redo this. Not, no, you suck, this is going to take a while, or whatever. I, I this, this whole idea of just hiding behind a crate so you can attack a guy, and the exploitability that that 
even just potentially represents. Re- it, it's much more like of a, a, a almost like they've come along and they've designed this so they think no, you need to think about this. Actually, employ the skills that we have yeah. given you to be able to progress further. And in Heavenly Sword, the boss battles are like they're won in a very specific way. Like, mm, like mm. you need to recognize the patterns. You need to dodge the 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 moves the way that they've just taught you. Um, the one thing that I really dislike about the game is how reliant it is on um, what is the term? You know, a, a video comes up and you press square when it says press square. Oh, quick time events. Thank you. Yes. I fucking hate quick time events and like yeah. the end of the boss battles are quick time events and if you fuck mm-hmm. them up the guy gets full health and you're still down to nothing. I'm like, well, I, I kicked his ass. I lost a quarter. He lost all of it. I fucked up the quick time event. He now has basically all his health and I'm at three quarters. Oh, I know mm-hmm. how this is going to end. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah. I understand that. It's a, as you said earlier, it's a God of War clone and mm. it sort of sticks to that formula, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Um, let's open up our final beer. Mm-hmm. The Arbor. The Ego has landed. Nice. Ah. American Pale Ale. We had an Arbor last week. It was awesome. It was. So hopefully it was this. Excellent. So uh, I, I'm super thing. jealous of your Arbor last week and this week. Yeah. It was good. It was a, it was held its own with the kernel mm. that we had, which is on the Bermondsey beer tour, which I happen to be going on again. Soon. Oh, yeah. I have been on it recently, but now I'm going on it again. And you're not going on a Sunday because I learned the hard way that that doesn't exist. No. So, it, yeah, it's going to be going to introduce my brother to it as well and um, possibly just buy loads of beers from Christmas. Just get loads of them. Yeah. Mm. So Good next plan. week we'll have some, maybe do a kernel week next week, Ooh. possibly. Well, I'll try and find out. Oh, so Saskatchewan is, uh, is another province which has a liquor control board. So I need to go to the Saskatchewan, the SLB, I think it's called, Saskatchewan Liquor Board Stores. Which sucks, because I found a new place. I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's not a, an SLC. It's a private place that does imports. Or sorry, does craft and import beer as well as wines, and I found that in Halifax. Of course, now I'm not there for the foreseeable future, so now I have to find the equivalent in a new city that I don't know. <laughs> a quick Google will um, hopefully the place in that Halifax. Uh, they have Rockefeller eight and ten. Nice. Yeah, nice. I was like, oh, eight dollars. Hey, for a bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, for good beer. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't necessarily pay that much, but... As you finish your 15, 16, whatever it was. Yep, that's right. Can. Mm. Yep. The brewery is younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okanagan Spring, estimated 1985. Estimated? Come on now. It was in 1985. You know fucking well when it started. You You sure it doesn't say established? Oh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> aha! You made a mistake. Let's point and laugh at your mistake. Anyway, I like estimated more. This is right. very nice. But yes, it is. Again, this harbor is very, very nice. Tasty beverage. What mm. um? What are some of the notes? What is it? I I just want to put it on right. I'm not feeling very adjectivey at the moment. My adjectivity is letting me down quite a lot. So my tastes like beer. 
It does. It's, if you say nutty, I'll probably start it's not. nutty. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nutty. <laughs> nutty walnuts. <laughs> um, no, it's, 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 it's hoppy. It's, it's not very bitter, but there's a slight aftertaste. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of cloudy. Yes. Very slightly, yeah. yeah. M- much more yellow, though, than... Mm, mm, than the white one, sure. Mm-hmm. I got some uh, homebrew stuff in today because I'm going to make a Christmas beer. Oh, nice. I'm going to make a dark beer. And I, I think I'm going to put one... So I'm going to make five gallons, but I think I'm going to separate off one gallon after I've brewed it to ferment separately. Um, and I'm going to put a tiny bit of cherry liqueur in that one. Okay. See, Ooh, see what happens. Yeah. It might might ruin it completely and just taste like cherry liqueur. Mm. Right. Fizzy cherry liqueur, which would be horrible. But... Um, We'll see what happens. It might be an amazing stroke of genius on my part. It's gonna. I'm gonna I've got lots of hops. Mm. Quite a complicated grain bill. Getting some grain from work as well. Oh, nice. cool. So yeah, it should be nice. Excellent. Excellent. That should be on the Christmas special that we yes. may or may not do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if, if, if it's um, what uh, have you been playing there, Ben? Um. I have been playing for the the first time I think ever on this podcast. I'm going to talk about one of the PlayStation Plus games at the beginning of the <laughs> month, just Please. after it has come out. So feel free to get it in the next three weeks. And this is one that you really should get. Um, it's Walking Dead season two. Hmm. It's the Telltale um, Walking Dead. So it's a, an episodic narrative, um, very dialogue-driven game. It's uh, The art style is very um, comic booky. Um, it tells um, uh, a, a continuation almost of the story that was uh, from season one, which was on um, uh, the last generation of consoles, and I believe is on this generation as well. And yeah, I think they remastered it. Mm. Uh, in the first series, you played as Lee uh, and, and went through the story um, as him making decisions for a group, um, trying just to survive, you know, the zombie apocalypse as such. Um, and this one picks up as um, the character Clementine, who is about an 11 year old girl. Um, and Lee almost became her protector, her guardian, almost in the first series. Um, you find her in the first episode and decide to try and help her find her parents because you've got nothing better to do. Um, I'm only three episodes in. You've got the whole of season two as the PlayStation Plus game. I think the um, um, Xbox game might be season one. Okay. What, for this month? Yeah, or last month. I'm pretty sure Walking Dead uh, season one it was recently it was given away on one of the platforms, and I assume you would have known if it was PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that the Walking Dead season one on PlayStation is at a discounted rate at the moment, which is very clever. You know, people haven't played the first season. You get the f- second season for free. Why wouldn't you just go and spend a few pounds going to pick up the, the first season? Uh, one of the things about it is your decisions, which uh, I'll put quotation marks around decisions. Um, the decisions that you make within the first series carry over to the second season, so it loads up your save game to then mm. make uh, to, to build the story for the second season. So 
it's one of those games where characters can quite easily um, just be killed off based upon what you decide to do. Um, other characters can you know, just disappear from the story because you've sent them away and, and things like this. Um, I always feel with the Telltale games that you make a decision and it's, it plays out what it was going to play out anyway. Mm. It just gives you a little bit of difference within the dialogue. Um, and it's possible that with some of the smaller decisions, because this game is you're constantly making decisions, whether that's decisions on um, what to say to people, what to do next, um, how to interact with the environment. Um, you're constantly making decisions. But maybe only five decisions within the within each episode actually matter and drive right. the story. Um, it's but that almost, seems all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At the end of each episode, you get a um, like a little statistics breakdown, and it, it comes up and says, or almost like decision one, honesty. You decided to tell the bloke that you did this. Thirty-five um, percent of players also did that. Oh, weird. Percent of players didn't do that, so it's collecting data on the decisions that you've made, uh, and it will come up with maybe five or six of the decisions, which obviously are the key decisions. Hmm. Um, and they those decisions then carry on into the second episode and drive it forward. Um, I'm talking more about the first episode here than I am about the second episode, but only because I have played by fully episode. Do you mean season? First, uh, sorry, season. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, and because I played the, the season one to completion, I'm only into episode three now with season two. Um, the first season was fantastically written. It, I thought it was paced really well. It, it really uh, it was got critically lauded. Story, yes, it, yeah, yeah, completely. It got a lot of Game of the Year awards. Mm. Um, and I th- and so far, I'm really enjoying the second season. I think it's written just as well. I'm really invested in some of the characters. It's it, it, some of the decisions and some of the things that happen are brutal, uh, as you would expect from The Walking Dead. You know, um, there you're a young girl and you have to decide whether you want to stay to watch someone being beaten or whether you want to go off with everybody else. So of course I stay to watch them being beaten, and it's it's fucking brutal. <laughs> but then you and it, it pulls you in so much. And I suppose because I played season one, I'm invested in this Clementine character already being a protective figure through to her through season one and now playing as her through season two. Um, it, yeah, it's just just really good. Uh, one of the, the big draws about the game for me as well was um, my partner, Kim. Fiance. Uh, fiance, yes. Yay. Hey. Hey. Um, she uh, just happened to be in in, um, the room when I was playing the game and just sat there and watched and as a decision came up she suddenly blurts out what I should say (laughs) so even her it it becomes invested within this she's even a girl no 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 I think he means even a spectator a spectator someone who hasn't seen any of the previous episode hasn't seen any of the previous season or, or may have caught glimpses of it but that may have not sort of stuck in her memory and such um that she very quickly became invested in what was going on nice. and it, it because it's structured in this episodic way i think the episodes are sort of an hour and a half two hours sort of thing they're quite quick to sort of bang through 
Um, and you can play it in those smaller sort of, I say small, two hours isn't really small, but you can play it in those chunks um, and be able to, because some of it is quite intense, you can play that and then put it down and walk away and think about what you've done. And I was sat in work today just thinking, right, I, I want to get back in. I want to see what has happened or what will happen next from the decisions that I've made within the, you know, the, the last episode that I played. So it's very good. Hmm. Hmm. So I, I did confirm uh, season one is the Xbox one giveaway. Mm. Um, although hilariously, if you happen to own all of the consoles, you could, you could get one and two, both seasons for free this month, but you wouldn't be able to transfer your data in the way that seems like what you would want to do with this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did wonder when I um, loaded it up, it it came up and said, um, you know, if you have a, a save game from the first season, we will now um, read that and take all of the decisions and populate it. It, it pinged up saying, you, you don't know, we can't find one because I played it on PlayStation 3. Mm. Um, we, we can't find one, so we will just make um, the random decisions. Oh, random. We, yeah, it, it didn't say the default decision. It, did, it oh. did specifically say we will make some random decisions for you. Oh, that's really um, cool. Yeah, so um, uh, it, it opens up with Clementine and two characters from the first season, um, one of which I know in the first season can die. Hmm. In my playthrough, he didn't. So when it opened up with him, I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's picked him to be alive. That's pretty cool. But right. it, I almost feel like I want to start again just to see whether... That you is almost a default, whether I can get yeah a, a different opening sort of scene. Um, but I did feel like I wanted to go and buy season one and so play you... it through again and then start season two, hold it off. Um, hmm. But then I thought, well, actually, I've started it now. I remember enough from season one to, to know what's going on with season two. <clears> so <throat> I'll, I'll just carry on through. So, yeah, save game's not that important. Okay. Okay. Pointless, really, yeah. in other words. Pretty much, yeah. A waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> damn games stealing <laughs> all of my time so I could buy season one and play that through but fuck it mm. bullshit pointless waste of time oh happens. just just watch a let's play <laughs> on YouTube yeah you could do that so one of the criticisms right. I've heard of the Walking Dead games is that it's not really a game so much as an a narrative that you click through mm-hmm do you f- like so? The, these critics obviously are saying thing are, are claiming that the, your decisions don't really matter, right? You're just—it's not even like a choose-your-own-adventure so much as a you, you know you're basically just clicking through a story. Yeah. Um, two things: Do you think that's accurate? And then, then the wider question to all of us is: Does that even matter? Um. Uh, so, with regard to season two of The Walking Dead and Telltale games in general. Um, sometimes, yes. Sometimes I feel that the, the decision I've made is meaningless and the character will say, um, uh, will come out with a sentence or uh, reply to the decision that I've made and then will go on a, a monologue that they were going to say anyway. They just preceded that with a sentence which acknowledges the decision that I've made. Um, whereas maybe with these key decisions so I, I can't remember whether it's maybe five or six within an episode um they are the ones that 
drive the story forward, but it's, it is an illusion that you are constantly making decisions and that you are constantly in control throughout the whole thing. Yeah, definitely with this, it's, it's storyboarding and it hits the, the beats that they want it to hit. And then maybe your decision, as I say, just gets rid of a character, but that role is maybe then filled up with a different character who shows up later on. So yeah, I, I, I can see that, that, that being a valid criticism. Does it matter? I don't know. Like I enjoy it. It's well written. It's the same as me watching the Walking Dead TV series, but with more interactivity. I'm I feel like I'm more invested within the game than I am with the TV series, which I haven't watched for a long time now. Um, whereas as soon as this came out on PlayStation Plus, I downloaded it instantly and jumped straight into it. Whether that's because I felt more invested, whether I felt that I wanted to know what happened next with the characters, or just because I know that it's a good game mm. that I will enjoy playing, I mm, difficult to say. Alex, do you think it matters if a game is labeled... Do you think that it is a good criticism or a valid criticism to say, oh, well, it's just a sort of like a story and it's not really a game if you are well, if you're interacting, moving around, making choices, whether or not they really matter? I mean... I don't know. I mean, I guess... So I suppose on one hand, you want it to be like... Um, you don't want the decisions you make to make... To, you know, I don't want to pick the boring path by accident. You know, and so like, oh no, I went, I took the left door and now I have to play this really lame, like logic game instead of like fighting the boss guy or something, you know, like I don't, I don't really want there to be wrong choices, but mm, to the extent mm. that that's true, it kind of makes it pointless that I have a choice. If they're all equal, then it may as well just be a, a series, like a fun sequence of it, like a Call of Duty one player game where like. You don't really make any choice the same every time you play it exactly. Yeah, like like a and like a standard then the helicopter shooter. crashes and you jump yeah. out and blah 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 and it's just like a whoa like Very watching scripted. a film or something. Yeah. I mean, at least it's fun, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit torn on on the whole idea. I mean, like I don't know. I don't want it to be. I, yeah, I kind of want the decisions to be meaningful, but I don't want to run the risk of them like, going wrong. <laughs> Well, so you sense. want meaningful decisions that that uh, changes actually happen, but there's no bad route or there's no boring route. Yeah, but by bad I mean boring. I don't mean like I don't want to run the risk of like losing or something. I'm quite happy for it to be hard, but like yeah, I, yeah, that's what I mean. So you yeah, don't, I don't want, want it to be like real life. You don't want decisions either fighting push. a dragon or delivering mail. Yeah, exactly. I fucked my life up, and I have to yeah. continue playing this game forever. And it's really. And I suppose shit. that that comes down to to writing. Yeah, and what the developers have uh, put in to the game as as uh, to drive it forward, doesn't it? I, I I would find it hard to think that, say, with like The Walking Dead, you pick this thing and they say, "Oh, we just went for a, uh, you just stayed here, you didn't you didn't do anything, you just decided to sit back." You know, uh, that's when maybe a scripted event comes in and they yeah. go, "Well, this was going to happen anyway." It just determined the relationship between your two characters, whether you sat back or whether you decided you were going to do something. And that relationship may then affect your dialogue choices or or Mm. an event which happens later on. I Um, feel like um, the only reason people make this criticism is because what they're seeing is 
the gameplay isn't as nuanced as say like a fully linear plotted FPS or a third person action game. Um, and if you're following the same major plot points, then they're like, well, the plot's basically the same, and the gameplay is not, not is is shallower. So this is stupid. Forgetting that those little decisions, if you if you get if the immersion's good, those little decisions matter a lot more mm-hmm. experientially. Even if you know, you, like you said, you yeah. go through the same points. Like if I fight the same five battles, but my reasons for going through are different then I'm going to have a different experience with the game unless you're just playing for gameplay, in which case you shouldn't be playing this type of game, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Making the decisions definitely brings you into the game mm-hmm. in a way that like watching a film, certainly when you've seen enough films, like it, I, I rarely find I'm immersed in a film these days. Like it, it has to be really standing out from the crowd. Yeah, it has to be something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas at least with a game, with this type of game where you can get into it more, it's like making the decisions is a way of immersing you in it. Like when you watch a really good film or when you started watching films for the first time. So like, yeah. it's, that's the benefit of it. That's the point, really, mm. making decisions in games because it makes it, brings you in. Yeah. 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 Well, I suppose some games like Call of Duty, don't need you to make those decisions as such because... Well, well the immersion is based yeah, on... Yeah, because it is constant, frantic, non-stop yeah. action. The immersion's based such, you're on constantly the doing something. Yeah, whereas where, in comparison to The Walking Dead, you are watching dialogue and, and cutscenes a lot, of, you know, maybe 50% of the time, maybe not quite that much, maybe 40% of the time, something like that. So here's a question for you, having heard you make that comment do you think walking dead is more metal gear than the latest metal gear <laughs> um so i to i, I suppose we're, we're getting on for time so i will round up the podcast with my thoughts on metal gear because i have finished it oh now is that a hundred percent finished or is that no it's, it's not hundred percent finished i have i have finished the main storyline and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah? It's given me everything within the last 40 minutes that I wanted from a Metal Gear game, really. It, it gave me that absolutely insane twist that I wanted from a Kojima game, which then made me think about the whole game, the way it's structured, the idea of repeating missions, oh, really? the fact that it looks like missions aren't there and the game is incomplete it just made me think about it in a completely different way. Um, I don't want to like spoil yeah. it because because Metal Gear Five is a game that a lot of people, or I know you may play at all. You might play Alex if you upgrade to a, a new out. generation game. No, yeah. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> at some point, you might. Yeah, but it's uh, might, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> Um, it's fantastic. It's absolutely. Like, all of the shit that I sort of, well, not shit, but sort of sat here saying, oh, it feels like it's a little bit incomplete and maybe it was a little bit rushed. And yeah, just, just got through it and thought, no, that's fucking bang on. That's excellent. So, so you think it was worth having to slog through some boring, tougher, disappointing bits for well, was, that ending? I mean, or there, do was you never, think- there was never any boring bits as such because it... But there were disappointing bits, right? That you felt like it wasn't a Metal Gear game. 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not sure whether it was... It's Well... I'm curious if you think it was justified at the end of the game for making me feel that way. Probably, yes. Yeah, it was that good of a twist. I think so. Yeah. Like, like you're you're twisting and shouting. Yes. Towards the floor. Yeah, definitely. It was all a dream, wasn't it? And you're actually a little girl called Clementine. (laughs) In the zombie apocalypse, you're just taking ten minutes out. Oh no! Um, here's a question for you. Um. The cliche of it was all a dream is like is abused. That happening? No, sorry, no. Is it, it's abused. Yes. It's abused in like stories, That's... and especially people writing stories when they're in like elementary. It's abused in some movies. Um, the Matrix. Hmm? The Matrix. Yeah, the whole Matrix storyline wasn't a dream, though. Like I'm talking about, like oh, none of this mattered. It was all a dream. Oh, I can right. only think of one video game that used that trope fully. Like, none of this shit mattered. You finish the game and you find out it doesn't fucking matter. It was all bullshit. And I, I, I have one in my mind. I'm just curious if you guys can think of like that trope fully happening in a game. Uh, no, I don't think I, I, don't think I can. Because I think this might be the only... Not off my it's, head. It's one of those tropes that we all make fun of, but I actually don't think you see that often. I feel like I have a game in mind, but I can't actually put my finger on what it is. What game are you thinking of? Super Mario Brothers 2. Really? <laughs> Did you never finish it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's the weird, trippy one where you go have magic potions and you pick up turnips and throw at things. Is that... Is that um, I'm going to come at you and say, isn't that Super Mario Brothers 3, where you're in a theatre and you're doing a play? Uh, no, that's a different thing. Right, okay. Super <laughs> Mario Brothers 2... Maybe, you I didn't, maybe I never finished Super Mario Brothers 2 then. It's the one with where the, the standard boss you fight is a little dinosaur that spits eggs and you jump on the egg and then you lift it up and throw it at them. You oh, pick fuck. up a lot of turnips. Um, it's, a, it's not like any other Mario game, but at the, the end credits are showing Mario sleeping and it all being in a fucking thought bubble. It's, that's how the game ended, which I didn't beat the game until a long time afterwards. I think it was in junior high when I beat the game, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was not bullshit. Anyway, yeah, it's just reminding me. On that bombshell. On that bombshell. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Spoiler alert for Super Mario Bros. 2. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. If you're listening to this in 1993 and haven't finished Super Mario Bros. 2 yet, spoiler alert. Yeah. We shall end it there for a week because over here, for you, Adol, it's fine because it's like the middle of the afternoon for us. It's like late at night and it's It's half past nine. (laughs) sake, people. Right. So, Adol, what was your favourite beer this week? Oh, the coffee. The coffee you (laughs) ate. Uh, Alex. I'm going to go with the Arbor. Ego has landed, I think. I'm going to echo that. It was very good. They were all nice, though. Yeah they, yeah, they were all nice. I think the Wiper and True is definitely a, a Cameron Blair. It was a Cameron beer. Blair India parallel, yes. obviously. That was obvious, in any moment without <laughs> saying. You, you knew it as soon as you poured it, right? Yeah, yep. that's fine. It was an Alistair Campbell India parallel. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Um, and and the um, 
Colorado red. Thornbridge was nice as well. Yeah, not what I was expecting. No, nope. but um, but yeah, it was nice. Nice, but definitely the Arbor for uh, for me at least for the second week in a row. Yeah, um, has been yeah really good, fantastic brewery. So it's the um, fall brewery of choice of Decked Up. At the moment, yes, um, narrowly autumn. edging out Okanagan Springs. English autumn, autumn, autumn. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. Um, where can we see people? Reach so we people. can see people with our eyes yeah, in the street, in the streets. But if you'd like to find us on the internet, we're on Twitter at tanked up underscore cast. I'm at over underscore forty seven. Adel is at the Omniarch. You can email us at not at we are tanked up dot cast at gmail dot com. Don't email us though because I've got to look at it and shit like that. Yeah, read it. Tweet us instead, uh, and uh, maybe visit our YouTube channel, which hasn't been updated in a while, but will be one day. It will be. We've got some Rocket League videos ready to chat over and put up on the internet. And hopefully, when Battlefront comes out, we'll be mm. doing a few little Battlefront videos. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be exciting. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be exciting for us, at least, to yeah. play it and shoot people. Yay. Why not? Right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. Bye. Two minutes past six. I need the toilet. Three minutes past six. You're kicked off.